I'm Stacy, And I'm Emily. We're Christians, wives, moms, and best friends. We always knew motherhood would change our lives. Little did we know how much. We're here to talk about the challenges and victories we all encounter day to day. Motherhood is a journey and there is so much joy to be found. You're listening to Mom Calling. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Mom Calling Podcast. Hey, guys. We are so glad that you're here. Episode three. I seriously can't even believe it. Can you, yes. Stacey? No, I'm oh, I'm so glad that we're doing this again. Episode three. Every week, I just look forward to recording. It's so much fun. I know. It's a blast. So this week, um, our episode is on autumn. Your life doesn't have to look like a Pinterest board. So I'm super excited. I don't know. I mean, I know in our area right now, I mean, we live in Florida, so <laughs> nothing is literally changing right now other than Not the, the fact most that the fallish place. <laughs> yeah. Other than the fact that the humidity has gone way down, which is amazing. I love that. Well, but every day is still like 80 degrees. Um so I do kind of miss that being in Florida. Um, mm-hmm. because before this we were in Virginia and that's where Stacy is. And we are both from East coast, Northeast coast, um, ish. So we're used to the season. So I love fall. I love, um, all the things fall. So I'm excited to talk to you guys today, um, a little bit about it, but before we jump in, you know, you're on episode three already, you guys. So, you know, that we have our mom fact for you. So last week, Um, We talked about the mother, the longest um, pregnancy ever recorded. I want to hear more about this lady. Yeah. I said that I was going to find more details for you guys because I basically just gave an overview that this lady was pregnant for 300 and I think 75 days, which is insane. Poor lady. She was like the longest recorded pregnancy. I don't know if in the world, but definitely in the U.S. So I found a little information on it. In February 1945, a woman named Beulah Hunter gave birth to a baby girl in Los Angeles. She named her daughter, who weighed in at 3.14 kilograms, Penny Diana. And the little girl grew up into a perfectly normal, healthy child. Um, so it goes on to say that she was more than a hundred days overdue with her mother recording the longest known human pregnancy at 375 days. So, oh my gosh, you guys, I cannot even imagine. That sounds insane. (laughs) Wow. I was over, I was 40 weeks and two days, which is like nothing, um, with Liam. And then with Sawyer, I went early at 39 weeks, but I was induced. So that was a little recap of our mom fact from last week. Just a little bit more details on that. And Stacy has a new mom fact for us this week. Yes. So I was I really had fun with this one. I went a little bit research crazy, but it was so much fun. So what I have for you guys today is a little bit about the history of Mother's Day. So even though we are nowhere near Mother's Day right now, um, 
I just, this was kind of the one, when I was trying to think of something fun to look into for today, I thought, hmm, Mother's Day, that's pretty universal, applies to all mothers. So, yes, this is so cool. I never knew any of this. So the first nationally celebrated Mother's Day was in May of 1914, but its origins actually date back to decades before that. And Mother's Day, I did not know this, Mother's Day was actually not originally about celebrating mothers. So in 1858, a woman named Ann Jarvis organized something called Mother's Work Days, and these were organized to basically help educate mothers about better food preparation and sanitation to try to help prevent disease. And I guess, you know, at the time, that was still something that not a lot was known about as far as germs and, you know, food preparation and cleaning and all that. And then another part of this was a woman named Julia Ward Howe, who, fun fact, was the woman who wrote Battle Hymn of the Republic. Um she also wrote something called the Mother's Day Proclamation and in 1872 established a version of Mother's Day in Boston, which focused on advocating for peace after the Franco-Prussian War. And so essentially the inspiration for her version of Mother's Day was peace. There, you know, obviously this was not long com- after coming out of the Civil War and then after, you know, the Franco-Prussian War. And I honestly don't know much about that, but apparently it was a pretty bloody war. And so she really just felt strongly about advocating for peace and um, utilizing really the power of mothers to advocate for peace. And then finally, in 1914, Mother's Day became an official nationally celebrated holiday after a nine-year campaign of Anna Jarvis, who was the daughter of Ann Jarvis, who was the woman who originally created Mother's Work Days. And then, did you know more phone calls are made on Mother's Day than any other day of the year? That was something I did not know. That is so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess at least everyone's calling their mom. I know. (laughs) I mean, you're doing something right. You call your mom on Mother's Day. My boys better be calling me on Mother's Day. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Yeah, I could not believe that. I I did not know, like... That it was not, I thought it was just something that was created like, you know, oh, like we need to celebrate our mothers. So we're going to create this day, you know, but it kind of makes me wonder too, then what the origins of Father's Day are. Like if it was the same thing or if it was like, you know, they created Mother's Day and then it's like, well, we need one for dads too. So I don't know. That's so interesting. I know. I thought that was so cool. And I will link, there was even more information than what I shared with you guys. So I will link the articles that I got all that from in the show notes. So if you guys want to go read further, um, it was super, super interesting. And I never knew like any of this stuff. Um, So yeah, fun fact for the week. Mother fact, mom fact, what are we calling it? Mom fact. There we go. Okay, guys. So before we jump into the episode... I have a little fun thing for Stacy. She has no idea that I'm doing this. Um, and honestly, the only reason that I'm doing this is because we are talking about fall today and autumn um, and all things that go along with that. And um, so when I think of autumn, I grew up in the 90s and early 2000s. And when I think of like autumn and fall, I think of like 
Well, I think of a couple things, but one of the major things that I think of besides pumpkin spice and all things pumpkin is Gilmore Girls. I literally knew it. I was hoping it was a Gilmore Girls thing. Okay. I literally love Gilmore Girls. Me too. And so does Stacy. We are like Gilmore Girl junkies. I couldn't even tell you how many times I've watched Gilmore Girls. Stacy led me on to Gilmore Girls. And I'm like 95 to 98% positive that if you're listening to this podcast, you also like Gilmore Girls, binge Gilmore Girls, have some kind of reference with Gilmore Girls, um, obsession, Mm -hmm. whatever, or have watched it at some point in your life. So I figured this would be super fun. If you've never seen Gilmore Girls and you're listening to this podcast, I need you to turn this podcast off right now and I need you to just just go to Netflix. And if it's not on Netflix, (laughs) go to wherever, Amazon Prime, and you go start at season one. I will send you the box set. (laughs) Just message me. Just I will send them to you. No, I'm kidding. I can't do that. But seriously, go watch it. Yeah, for real. Stop what you're doing if you haven't watched it yet and go watch it. Um, For those of you who have seen Gilmore Girls and are just as passionate about it as we are, you're in for a treat. And I'm sure that when you think of Autumn, you also think of Gilmore Girls. So With that being said, you guys, I'm super excited. I have a little Gilmore Girls super fan trivia for Stacey, and I'm pretty excited about it. All right. So without further ado, um, what year was Stars Hollow founded? Oh, man. (sighs) Oh, man. Already on the first one. Hold on. Let me think. (laughs) Oh, let me think. You have um, like two seconds. Um, is it timed? No, I'm timing you. Oh, oh. Um, ah, oh, man, I can't believe I don't know this. Hold on. Let me think. Um, 1772. Oh, you're so close. 1779. Ah, darn it. Okay. Well, I was within 10 right. years. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Okay. What is Mari and Babette's cat's name? So which one? Because now they have Cinnamon, who dies. Sorry, spoiler alert. And then they get Apricot. It's Cinnamon. So I'll give it to you. What do Rory and Lorelai name Luke's toolbox? Bert. You got it. All right. Who does Emily's dressmaker, Miss Celine, think Rory looks like? Audrey Hepburn in Sabrina. Yes. Yes. And then doesn't she call uh, Lorelai Natalie? Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie Wood. Look, Sabrina, it's Natalie Wood. <laughs> How many yellow daisies does Max propose to Lorelai with? 1,000. That's correct. Yes. All right. Um, what color does Lorelai paint Luke's diner? So is this like, is it a specific name or is it just like the general color? General color. So it's like a 
Like a teal turquoise? Green. Blue? No! Does it say green? Yep, it says green. Womp womp. What? I contest. <laughs> I contest. All right. I'm going to I'm going to follow up on this and and if I'm yeah, cuz I I contest. Emily and Lorelai dress in what outfits for the Chilton Mother-Daughter Booster Club fundraiser? Okay, so I'm assuming what they mean is like they're in matching like red suits. Yes, red suits is correct. What does Luke give Lorelai for a wedding gift? A huppah. Yes, correct. All right. Yes. What does Luke carry in his wallet since the first time he met Lorelai? Oh, it's the horoscope that she gave him the first day they met. Do you know what it says? It says... You will meet an annoying woman today. Give her coffee and she'll go away. <laughs> yes, that is correct. I am a super fan, guys. I'm not, I'm, I don't kid about Gilmore Girls. It's literally like the best <laughs> show. I seriously have watched this it show. It is. Hundreds of, not hundreds. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> I've watched the show probably 10 times at least. Yeah. Between, like from start to finish. Right. It's my go-to. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We'll do one more. I got to find a good one. What do Emily and Richard give Rory as a Chilton graduation gift? A silver Toyota Prius. Yes. That's correct. Yay. Yay. So I got all but one, right? Well, no, too. Okay, so I'm looking into the wall color one because I, mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, anyone out there who's listening to this who watches Gilmore Girls, please tell us, like, in the comments or on Instagram or something. I don't think that's green. I think it's blue. I'm going to go back and check. And then, yeah, I mean, the year that Stars Hollow was founded, like, uh, I guess I can accept that I didn't know that one. But I think I did pretty good. I'm pretty proud of myself. I think that you did a great job, and I hope that we had fun doing this. It was fun. That was so fun. Thank you for preparing that. I love, well, I mean, we've already established how much we love Gilmore Girls, and I love trivia. That was so much fun. Shout out, by the way, if she's she's listening, Grace, for my 30th birthday. I don't even know if I ever told you this, Em. I think I did. For my 30th birthday, she threw me a surprise gilmore girls birthday party and oh that's awesome they actually did it in like november because i had kind of bragged not bragged but like about the fact that i was a super hard person a surprise and so they decided to do it they pretended we were having friends giving and we showed up and it was actually a surprise birthday party so it was super super fun gilmore girls everywhere it was awesome but anyway thank you for doing it that was so much fun Yeah, of course. Okay, guys. So as I said earlier, this podcast episode is called Autumn. Your life doesn't have to look like a Pinterest board. We basically came up with this idea because 
you know, starting in the fall, as soon as school goes back, you know, kids are going back to school and stuff like that. It almost seems like um, just the activities and what is like, quote unquote, expected of you kind of picks up. You know, you have all of these holidays um, and parties and fall activities to go to and pumpkin patches. And you guys know the list goes on and on. I actually was preparing for this podcast the other day and I was looking at an article and it was like, 75 activities for the fall. And I'm like, oh my word, <laughs> like who has time to do all 75 of these activities? Because <laughs> it ain't One me, girl. One hour for like three days. <laughs> Basically, that's how I felt. I'm like, uh, ain't nobody got time for that. Um, we're probably not even going to get pumpkins. So sue me. Um <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> so, <laughs> Stacey, you're killing me. <laughs> I shouldn't joke about that because she will sue me. She loves lawsuits. <laughs> Tell me what show that's from, people. Come on. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you're going to have to figure it out. All right. So basically, I mean, we all feel the pressure when it comes school time, fall time. You know, there's a list a mile long of activities um, and things to take your kids to or do with your kids and stuff like that. And that is amazing. You know, Stacey and I are not sitting here saying, like, don't do those things. Don't make memories, all of that. Um, But it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day and just rushing around. I That is one thing that I feel like as soon as basically fall hits, it starts getting cold, you have all these activities, it's just like go, go, go until after Christmas. And, you know, there's some really good things in there. You know, there's some really <clears throat> great benefits and and things to be said about it. Um, But I think that we all also need to have a reality check. You know, you don't need to dig yourself into, you know, a hole and be super stressed out. There should be a really good balance of doing things, making memories um, without feeling extremely stressed and exhausted. So I got to thinking about just this whole topic in general and how I personally feel when it comes to Instagram and Facebook, it can be just so overwhelming, especially when you hop on both of those social medias in the day-to-day and you see, you know, that Susie Sally down the street, she took her kids and they did XYZ and, you know, it's just filling your feed all day long. And then, you know, you you feel like you almost need to keep up with the Joneses. Like, well, oh man, what did I do with my kids and stuff like that? So um, for me, I feel like number one is I just kind of feel like there's too much activity. Like I was saying earlier, you know, when I looked at that um, fall activities list, there was like 75 different activities to check off by, you know, during fall. It was like an encouraging like oh, wow. checklist for fall. Oh and um, <clears throat> that just seems like too much to me. I cannot handle that. Honestly, 
I feel like our I'm somebody who thrives on consistency, routine, schedule. And so I would much rather plan an activity, you know, for the weekend and, you know, like one weekend out of, you know, the month or something like that to go do maybe a pumpkin patch or, you know, a fall festival or something like that. Mm -hmm. In no way am I saying that these things are not great and that you shouldn't do them because I definitely think that they are amazing. Some of my like top uh, memories, my core memories from growing up in childhood is, um, you know, going apple picking or to a pumpkin patch, carving pumpkins. I love carving pumpkins. So that is something that I enjoy doing. Um, Or our town actually... Just about like 30 minutes north of our home used to have an apple harvest festival every year. And I loved going to the apple harvest festival. I would literally, I would make jokes every year about eating my way through the apple harvest festival because (laughs) seriously, that's what it seemed like was the only thing that you did. You started at the beginning (laughs) and you (laughs) went in a circle around the apple harvest festival and it was literally kettle corn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was literally anything that you could think of made out of apples, you know, apple Mm -hmm. pie, apple crisp, apple crumb, you Mm -hmm. know, apple on a shish kebab. Okay, no, wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) Did you say apple on a shish kebab? Yes. Do you mean like a caramel apple? Yeah, like on a stick. (laughs) I heard that and I was like, is she talking about a caramel apple? Yeah. Like I, on, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, that cracked me up. People will okay. know what I'm talking about. And okay. totally, you better bet, I see it already in my <laughs> mind, a coffee mug with a picture of a caramel apple that says apple on a shish kebab. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. What it I is say, gonna happen. What did I say about the pumpkins? <laughs> Oh, I'm not kidding. Yeah, we probably won't even have pumpkins, so sue me. We'll have a f- Emily's Fall collection of coffee mugs. Oh my gosh. Anyway, everything was made of apples. Um, and, you know, then they had some other really cool things, making scarecrows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that. That was something um, that I loved, loved doing as a kid. And, um, you know, those are activities that I would love to take my kids to now. And, um, so stuff like that, I enjoy doing and taking my kids to, but, you know, I started thinking like when I would want to go do these activities, talking about the present day, if I would want to go do these activities now, what is the motive behind it? You know, am I, mm. am I doing it because I feel like, oh my gosh, like then I, you know, if somebody asks me, I can say like, oh yeah, we did go trick-or-treating this year or we did go to, you know, the pumpkin patch or the, the hay maze or tractor ride, whatever it is. Um, or is it so that I can post it on my social media and, you know, get all the praise and likes from there and stuff like that? Or is it, you know, because I truly want to do it? Or is it more like I feel like I'm obligated to do it? So I was kind of like pondering on that this week, kind of like what is the motive behind it? And, you know, I think that a little bit of all of the above, you know, that Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we live in a society now where social media is so prevalent. And I think we'd all be lying if we said that, you know, posting on social media and stuff like that and getting praise from others doesn't make us feel good because, but like, are you, what is the motive behind it? Are you doing it? Um, are, are you trying to make these memories with your kids because you feel like you have to and kind of check a box? So I just um, would want to encourage you this year and in this season that, um, you know, you could definitely and should 100% do things, do things with your kids, do things with your spouse um, to make memories, not just, you know, fall specifically. We're talking about basically from now until Christmas, essentially all the activities that are coming up and the the things to do. So I would just encourage you to really think about um, what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then do things because you want to do them. Do things because mm. you truly enjoy doing them and because you feel like your kids are going to love them um, and your kids want to make mem- – you you know, you want to make memories with your kids and stuff like that. Um, and not because you feel like an outside pressure. Um, so that was one of the things. And, um, you know, with this being said, when Stacey and I were talking about this, it's just like all of our other podcast episodes. We really want to look at kind of like what does God say about it? Mm. So, um, you know, obviously God doesn't want us to be out there trying to impress people. Like that's not, you know, like that's not his main goal for us or his main purpose and things. Um, but I found a verse. I'll pull it up. It is... Um, basically this verse pertains to what I was saying about just basically trying to keep up appearances and stuff and how it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It doesn't matter how nice your clothes are or how, you know, shiny your house is, or, you know, how many pumpkins you picked at the pumpkin patch or honestly, like who, who had the best party, who, you know, had Mm. the best Halloween outfit, all of those things, like none of that matters. It's fun and it's fun, great activities that we get to go do, you know, here on earth and and while we're here and stuff like that. But it's not, it's not the end all be all. And so to try and um, impress people and do these things is it's not at the end of the day what truly matters. And, you know, our role as mothers, we want to show to our children and lead by example that you can have just as great of time in the season and, you know, just in life in general without feeling like you have to be doing something 24-7. You have to go do this activity to be happy or you have to go buy this thing to be happy because Mm -hmm. happiness does not come from things and from doing things. Like, sure, they make us happy on a day-to-day basis, you know, in the moment, but it's not what provides true, lasting, long, joyful happiness um, and joy and things like that. So just want you to think on those nuggets a little bit, um, you know, about where true joy comes from, comes from the Lord. Um, But with that being said, the Bible verse that kind of like stuck out to me on like kind of impressing people comes in Proverbs 31, 30, 
and 31. It says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. And I think mm-hmm. that basically just really brings it back to, again, can it make you happy in the moment? Sure, of course. Um, but, you know, we really need to be keeping our eyes focused on that lasting happiness. And, um, you know, so I, I just want to encourage you from my um, own reflection of this time of year and all of the pressures and and all of that, that at the end of the day, sis, like it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And um, we need to just let it go and we need to just enjoy life. If you um, want to go do an activity, then go do it. Go make memories with your kids and go have a great time. Yeah, like I can definitely relate to wanting to try to like participate in all the activities because you kind of always, at least I do, you always worry like, is this going to be a missed opportunity? Like, am I going to regret not going to this or like not taking my kids? But so how do you like, because obviously there's still always these ideas that come up or like you get invited to places or your kids, you know, there's something at their school or at church or whatever. So how do you choose, like for your family, Emily, how do you choose which activities to participate in and which ones to like pass on? So I think that that's a super great question. Um, I feel like first and foremost, we live in a society where like, I I feel like a lot of us are afraid to say no. We're like the yes man. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, I'll go to this. Oh yes, I'll go to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's what leads to burnout and, Mm -hmm. you know, resentment and all of the things because you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed and I'm so stressed. And like this time of year and basically any time of year shouldn't and doesn't have to be super stressful. We make it more stressful than it has to be because we overcomplicate things and we become the yes man. So I think first and foremost, you have to be able to say no to things. Um, So I have a couple rules that I basically follow. Number one, if it's in the evening, I can pretty much guarantee you I'm going to say no. Um, We just have a really strict bedtime routine. Um, The boys love it and they thrive on it. I mean, my kids go to bed like pretty early, I would say. They go to bed at like 7.30. So it just depends. And they're seven and, well, my son's about to turn seven and five. And so, you know, some may hear that and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you get your kids in bed at 7.30. But they're like, they're done. They're ready for bed. Mm -hmm. And we've tried to adjust their bedtime before. Or, you know, we've made exceptions to go out to activities or whatever and stay up till eight, nine o'clock and they're miserable. They don't sleep well that night. They wake up early the next morning and then they're just like miserable. So I can pretty much guarantee you that if the activity is in the evening, I'm not going. Um, And so I don't make any evening commitments. You know, I mean, obviously I'll make like a random exception, but I try really hard not right. to. So definitely during the day. And um, if we have friends that are going, 
then I'll probably go to that versus something that is just something random. Um, or, you know, it, it just, I think just depends on the day to day or in that like little season of life. If I f- am feeling like we need a little bit more family time and we've right. been around friends a lot, then we'll just go do something as a family, um, or vice versa. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I choose pick and choose. Definitely not an evening. And, um, you know, if we get invited by friends or something like that, probably I'll probably go. Yeah, that's cool. That's, I think that's a really good way to, to do it is to just, instead of, you know, trying to decide with each individual thing, I mean, you have to do that anyway, but is to, if you have some sort of boundaries or like rules already determined and that can help you decide like which things, you know, you should say yes to and which things you should say no to. Cause you know, there's always going to be, I think generally more invitations than what we can say yes to, you know, and still have like a healthy balance. So that's yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. We are actually going to take a quick break and we will be right back. As cold days are fast approaching and we are spending more time indoors, it's important that the air we breathe is clean. I want to share with you guys the Air Doctor. So I purchased this HEPA filter Air Doctor about a year ago, and I absolutely love it. With two dogs and two kids, it's super important to me that the air that we're breathing is clean. I actually have the Air Doctor 2000 And they have multiple options on their website as far as square footage that it filters um, in your home. So the Air Doctor has a HEPA filter, which is really amazing for um, filtering contaminants like dust, pollen, mold spores, smoke, pet hair, and dander, also bacteria and viruses. I know with this, running in my home, I can sleep a little better at night and the air that we breathe is cleaner. So if this is something that interests you, especially in these colder months when mold and things like that can be a little bit more agitating. And then also with spring coming up in just a couple months with allergens and things like that, having an air doctor or a really great quality air purifier is extremely important. So definitely head over to their website, airdoctorpro.com. All right, guys, welcome back from that break. And I just wanted to continue this conversation um, with kind of sharing a little bit about, I guess, my experience with the season of autumn and in all of its wonderfulness, how it can also be a very stressful time of year. And so I think my big struggles with, with autumn are like, I love it so much that I always just have such, I think, high expectations for it. I think it's like I almost, I have this desire to make every single corner of our lives feel warm and cozy, you know, and I love, there's just, and I truly do, like, it's a genuine, I love this time of year. I just love it. And I, I don't know where that comes from, except, you know, my mom does as well. And, um, you know, growing up in a very, like, kind of rural area. There's lots of farming. There's lots of, you know, um, just traditions around this time of year, you know, growing up, we had a lot of fun things around this time of year. And so I just, 
really feel this pressure of like wanting to pass those fun traditions and memories on to my children. And again, like Emily said too, like these are all good things. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to make memories, have traditions, and it's good. I think it's good to, you know, seek to appreciate the seasons and, you know, the, um, the culture of the area around you and, you know, nature and, and all of those things, they're all good things. But I think often what I find is because I, I feel so much pressure to try to make these memories and, and have all these traditions, I tend to try to fit too much into our schedule, you know, and we end up getting too busy and worn out. And I also tend to get frustrated, you know, like if we make plans to do something like Emily was saying, like go to the pumpkin patch or go to a festival or try to do like a fall fun day, like some kind of activity with the kids, like a craft or whatever, you know, and then it doesn't end up going the way I envision. I, you know, will get frustrated. And so I think the things that I'm learning is, you know, it's good to have those things and it's good to try to do those things, but to just hold those plans loosely, you know, because if the the end goal is for everyone to have fun and to make fun family memories and enjoy, you know, the time of year, then, you know, me getting frustrated because our plans don't work out is not going to help us, you know, enjoy the time of year or us being so busy that like we just get so exhausted and never have like a free Saturday to just rest as a family or whatever is not going to help us to have fun and make memories and enjoy the time of year. So I think for me, it's just remembering what the ultimate goal is and then trying to remember that instead of getting so fixated on, you know, like we have to make memories <laughs> that mm-hmm. that we end up all getting tired and frustrated and worn out. And similar, it's funny because Emily and I didn't talk about this ahead of time, but sort of similar to um, her verse from Proverbs 31, which talks about, you know, charm and beauty. And um, I guess focusing on the internal rather than the external, the verse that came to mind for me um, when I was looking into this was 1 Peter 3.34, which says, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. And, you know, again, this doesn't like directly apply because this is talking about, you know, our, um, our appearance, but I think the idea that comes from it of focusing on our heart and our attitude versus what's on the outside, you know, I think can apply to this situation. And so trying to remember in these moments what's going to be better for, you know, my kids and my family, but then also what's pleasing to the Lord is important. So, you know, at the end of the day, we don't make it to the pumpkin patch. If we don't get the pumpkin craft activity, you know, counting the candy corn, whatever, I don't know, (laughs) whatever it is, if we don't get it done, you know, it's not the end of the world. And if I can seek to have a good attitude and, you know, be joyful, even in the midst of, you know, the plans not happening, then that's more important than getting everything checked off on our fall bucket list. So, you know, I was thankful that, excuse me, that the Lord brought that verse across when I was, when I was looking into this, because it was just a good reminder to focus on, you know, my heart instead of the out outward circumstances. And, 
you know, it's funny because I think even though there's some generic, universal, maybe enjoyable things for this time of year for people, I think what makes this time of year enjoyable is also unique to people. And so for people who maybe aren't as fall obsessed, like my husband, (laughs) you know, (laughs) trying to go do all these things, not that he doesn't enjoy it, but it's not something that necessarily, you know, if we didn't do them, it wouldn't bother him. You know, he, he does it with us because, you know, to do it as a family and he knows I really enjoy it and, you know, and, and that's really sweet, but also to keep in mind, you know, it's not all about me. And so I can tend to sometimes take the things that I love about fall and I guess superimpose them on my kids and on my husband. So, you know, just thinking, well, obviously like this, we would enjoy this. It's, you know, who wouldn't enjoy going and driving and looking at the leaves or, you know, going and getting like a hot chocolate and, um, you know, running around and picking pumpkins and whatever. But just to keep in mind that it's also about him and about the kids and about our family and what they would enjoy. And so, um, that, that just is something I really have to keep in mind too, because, um, I can just get it set in my head that things should go a certain way, but maybe that's not what they would enjoy that day. And so is it more important to me, you know, for us to spend time together as a family and make memories and enjoy our time together? Or is it more important to me to have fall, you know, and our fall fun days look the way that I think that they should look? And, um, you know, in Philippians 2, 3 through 4, it says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And, you know, that was just a good reminder for me because, you know, like to Scott, a fall fun night would probably be like playing board games or something like that. Whereas, you know, I enjoy board games, but we can do that any time of year. So, but, you know, just to keep him in mind and not get so focused on the things that I want to do that I forget that. And then I think also just as well, the point that Emily made kind of rings true for me too, is that it can be so tempting to want to, I guess, validate myself by feeling like, you know, I'm a good mom. I took my kids to the pumpkin patch and I got this good picture of, you know, Penelope picking an apple and carving her pumpkin and, and do it almost more so for the, the picture in the photo album rather than the enjoyment of the moment. And, and it's, that's really hard to like check. Sometimes I have to check myself and, and just keep, you know, the right priority of, of her and us just spending family time together and not getting so focused on getting this picture or getting that video or, you know, whatever it is. And so, um, if I can just, I guess, offer an encouragement, it would be, I guess, try to look at this time of year as an opportunity rather than as an expectation, if that's a good way to put it. Um, just look at it as a, you know, full of opportunities to enjoy, but if you don't get to them, then, you know, that's okay too. And as long as, 
you know, we're doing what the Lord's called us to do and loving our families and providing for them and taking care of them, then, you know, that's really what the important thing is. And, and I think also, you know, be grateful for the moments that you do get to enjoy instead of focusing on the things that you didn't get to do. Because I think that's another thing I tend to do is I get to the end of the season and I look back on my checklist or my bucket list and I'm like, darn it, I didn't get to that one. I didn't get to that one. You know, instead of looking at all the things that we did get to do and enjoy as a family. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, guys, as we head into kind of wrapping up this episode, if if I can offer anything to you guys, I would just say take this time of year and just enjoy it with your family. Don't don't stress out about it. Don't worry about trying to make sure that you get everything on your checklist done. Like if you just go into it and enjoy it and take it kind of as it comes, your kids are going to enjoy that time with you and that time with you as a family. So just have fun. Enjoy your family. Spend time together. And just don't worry about the checklist. Before we go, as we're wrapping up, I just want to let you guys know on next week's episode, we will be talking about imperfections. Um, our imperfections as mothers. It's going to be a really good one, guys. I hope that you tune in. And before we end, our scripture for today, and then Stacy's going to close us out in prayer, and we are going to peace out and see you guys next week. So our scripture is... 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Guys, I hope that that resonates with you. Exactly what we've been saying this whole time that, you know, your life doesn't have to look like a Pinterest board and it's totally, totally okay. Thanks for sharing that, Em. All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the beautiful world you've created. I thank you that we can enjoy the vibrant colors and the brisk air of this time of year. And I thank you for our families. I thank you that we can enjoy them, enjoy the season with them. And I thank you for our homes and the opportunities that we have there to make them a welcoming place for our family and friends. Please just help us to remember to be gracious to open up our homes, open up our lives, to share with our family and our friends and encourage them and just really enjoy this time of year with them. Please just help us to meditate on your word this week as we seek to love others and as we seek to be the mothers that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We hope you'll come back next week and listen in as we talk about accepting our shortcomings as mothers. And, um, you know, we've really been enjoying making this podcast and chatting with you guys. It's been a blast so far. So um, until next time, remember, we love you guys. Bye, guys. Join us for a new episode every Monday as we continue to share our journeys of faith, marriage, and motherhood. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave a review or comment. We would love to hear from you. You can also find us on Instagram at momcallingpodcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. And remember, there is so much joy in this journey.